1: Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code Redbox at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com.
0: Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel, to the rosary, to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Holo is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content. But you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk free, by signing up at www.holo.appslash breadbox.
1: To another episode of the Lisa Handigan Friends Show. Joining us on today's Show is actually a repeat guest and someone who just keeps creating such beautiful work that we have to keep inviting him back. With us today is Anthony DeStefano. Anthony is an American author, a television host, and an activist. He's written five best-selling Christian books and counting um, for adults, and now eight best-selling books for children, including the one that he joins us to discuss today: Our Lady's Wardrobe. Welcome to the show, Anthony Stefano.
2: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Lisa. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, my goodness. I sort of wish that this was like the visual podcast where I could just hold up this work of beauty or lady's wardrobe and just let everybody see. But I'm going to be covering my social media with images from the book um, to make sure that you get to see how beautiful this is. But Anthony, tell us about this particular book and how it came along at this time in your writing career.
2: You know, Lisa, I've always, uh, I've always uh, had a devotion to Our Lady, even before I was really committed to the Catholic faith. You know, I always just had a soft spot for Our Lady, and I've always wanted to write a book about her, but I didn't know what kind of book, and especially I always wanted to write a book for children, introducing them to Our Lady. But again, I didn't know how. Most of the books that I've written—in fact, all of the books I've written, 20 now, actually— uh, are for all Christians. You know, I have taken the C.S. Lewis approach in my writing, you know, that, that that I write for all Christians. But but this particular book, obviously, is for Catholics. And it struck me um, in looking at, you know, I go to Italy a lot. I have, I'm blessed to go to the Vatican a lot and do work there. And I go to a lot of museums, and I, and I see a lot of um, religious paintings. And it struck me one day that all the male saints pretty much look alike. (laughs) You know, they're all dressed in these dull brown uh, robes, you know, and you know, whether it's St. Joseph or St. Francis or St. Anthony, they're almost interchangeable. And yet Our Lady, like a true woman, (laughs) every time she's uh, appeared in an apparition or in an image, is always dressed so beautifully and with colorful clothes and, and modest, too, of course, but always so beautiful. And I thought, Wouldn't that be a great way to introduce children to Our Lady by, you know, speaking it, by writing a book uh, with, you know, highlighting some of her most famous approved apparitions with some of the clothes that she wore, and also giving children what the main mission and message of Our Lady uh, was and is, which is to bring us to Jesus, to bring and to bring Jesus to us. So I thought it was just a perfect way to to introduce uh, kids to, to Mary.
1: I mean, it's so innovative. I've never seen a book that looks at our blessed mother from this approach and and so kudos on that and once again on knocking it out of the park in terms of your prose and, and the way that you reach out to kids. But maybe for somebody who hasn't seen the book yet, just give them a little idea of what they're gonna encounter when they when they pick up the book.
2: Well, um what they're gonna encounter is our lady through history. Uh, starting in Nazareth, when she was very poor, uh, we, we start with the spread of Our Lady of Nazareth. And then, after that, we show some of her, her appearing, uh, uh, famous appearances in, in, in Earth. Uh, uh, and that would include Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and Our Lady of Guadalupe, and uh, Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal, Our Lady of Knock, uh, Our Lady of Lords, of course, uh, and Our Lady of Fatima. And the idea here is that, well, when she lived on Earth, she was very poor and didn't have many clothes, of course. She just wore simple, you know, uh, homemade dresses uh, like everyone else did. But when she got to heaven... She, of course, has a mansion with a wardrobe full of clothes. You know, Christ said that we were all in heaven going to have mansions. In my father's house, there are many mansions. So the idea is that Mary in heaven has a, a, a wardrobe full of beautiful clothes. And now when she visits us, she wears different outfits. And I just take children through some of the different apparitions and outfits that she that she wore.
1: That heaven picture, um, it's just stunning in terms of the the color in the picture and and the light. And it makes me want to ask you about this illustrator for this particular project um, you're working here with, I don't want to pronounce her name inc- incorrectly, Juliana <laughs> Kolosova
2: Koles- Ju- Juliana Kolesova. Kolesova. And, uh, and uh, I will tell you about her because, you know, I've worked with some of the best illustrators in the business. I've always wanted my children's books you know, to be as good as those books that are in the secular world. And so I've gotten New York Times best-selling illustrators like Richard Cowdery uh, for the donkey that no one could ride and Erwin Madrid who, you know, for the seed that no one planted and he uh, that, that was afraid to be planted. He worked on the Shrek movies. I always get these really brilliant illustrators, but for this book, I wanted to get someone so special, someone who specialized in realistic pictures, that was the thing. I didn't want this book to be cartoony. And so I found, and I'll tell you why in a second. I, I, and I found this woman named Juliana Kolosova, who's a Russian-born artist, uh, grew up in Moscow, won all kinds of awards, and now uh, lives in Canada and specializes in, in, in doing these really colorful, beautiful, realistic pictures. And the reason why I wanted her and why I wanted to take this kind of realistic approach um, is because of this beautiful doctrine we have in the Catholic Church called the Assumption of Mary. We believe that Mary, as you know, is in heaven right now with her body and soul. She's not just a ghost. She's not just a spirit. She has a real, vibrant, uh, living, breathing, glorified body. And and in heaven, she's not less active. She's even more active than she was on earth. And I wanted this truth to come, come across in the book. You know, our life in heaven is is not going to be less real than our life on earth. It's going to be more real. And so that's why I wanted to use pictures that were very realistic and full of color and energy.
1: I had to actually look when I when I was looking through the book, I stopped and started examining. Is this a picture? I mean, is this like a a photograph of someone <laughs> that's been
2: <laughs> well she used models she she w- we had to find the perfect model yes we you know the, yes we had to find someone who looked uh, you know very beautiful and pure and innocent and uh, you know it was hard we we went through a lot of uh, choices before we finally chose someone and, and, then, and then she painted her. So, you know, really terrific.
1: And then we, really see, we see Mary in all of the different apparitions um, in the clothing that would be traditionally uh, traditionally associated with that apparition. And one that's very, very striking is Our Lady of Guadalupe. And you also include um, the, the tilma. And tell us a little bit more about that particular um, illustration and that page of the book.
2: Well, you're talking about Our Lady of Guadalupe, and, you know, this is a very, very important apparition, as you know. Um, Our Lady of Guadalupe, you know, she appeared to Juan Diego in, in you know, the 16th century. And and, and, in, and in appearing to him and leaving her image, her miraculous image, she converted 9 million Aztecs. She converted that whole culture, and, and you remember, that was a culture of child sacrifice, ritual child sacrifice. Now, uh, that's why we need a Lady of Guadalupe today because she is the, you know, she, uh, she, in that image she was pregnant. She wore a black ribbon around her waist which signified the fact that she was pregnant. And so today she, a Lady of Guadalupe is the patroness of the unborn. And boy oh boy do we need that same kind of conversion today because our society as you know is immersed in this this, we have the same kind of ritual child sacrifice and abortion. So I wanted to make sure that we included Our Lady of Guadalupe uh, in this book.
1: Now, I, you have one of my favorite apparitions in here, Our Lady of Knock, and uh, so, so, so beautiful. I'm wondering, and you also have the, the uh, miraculous medal prominently featured here. But I'm wondering, do you have a favorite illustration or apparition in the book?
2: Um, you know, I've always had a soft spot for a lady of Lourdes ever since I was a little boy and saw the song of Bernadette when I was a kid. Uh, so, and then a few years ago, my wife and I got to go to Lourdes and we went, um, during the winter time when there were no tourists there at all. And we got to, you know, get up very, very early in the morning, 5 a.m. and go to the sanctuary area and it was freezing cold and we got to be have the area all to ourselves with the grotto and pray in the very same spot that that saint bernadette prayed in and i just always remember looking up at that beautiful grotto with the softly lit, lit white light of our lady of lords and it was such a peaceful beautiful time and i think that um juliana captured the grotto perfectly in her picture of bernadette holding a candle you know looking at the grotto
1: And um, one of my favorite aspects of that illustration is um, Our Lady's shoes, which are beautifully with roses on them. She captures so many little details here that are just so stunning. And I think it's one of the great things about kids' books that, you know, a child can pick this up and see different aspects of Our Lady, you know, in all the (laughs) tiny little details.
2: Yeah, and you know, our Lady likes to accessorize, as they say. You know, she wears she wears uh, she wears rings in our, you know, uh, our Lady the Miraculous Medal with rays of light coming out. She wears crowns. She wears roses on her feet. I mean, she you know different kinds of uh, dresses. You know, it's okay. You know, one of the messages Our Lady gives us uh, when she appears to us is that it's okay to, uh, to make yourself, to adorn yourself and to accent your femininity. If you're a man or your masculinity, if you're a male, uh, uh I mean, your femininity feminine, if you're a woman, as, as long as you're modest, as long as you're modest, you can always be beautiful and still be modest, you know? And that's one of her great messages.
1: And then another beautiful thing of um, the artwork here is that we have um, so much beautiful nature and the flowers. I mean, we're recording in the month of May when we traditionally, you know, honor our lady. We honor her all the time, but in a special way during the month of May. And I'm reminded about um, bringing flowers to our lady and, and what a gift that might be for somebody who shares this book with a child to remind them why we do that. Why do we do that?
2: Yeah, well, you know, we we, we do it because May is the sp- is all about springtime, and springtime is about new life. You know, after the cold and dead of, of winter, now you have flowers budding and you have leaves on the trees and all the, new, the animals coming out. It's all about new life. Well, who is Mary? She is the mother of new life because Jesus Christ brought us new life, a new life of grace, a new life uh, in the future, in heaven. So she is the mother of new life, and that is why we honor her in the springtime and especially in May.
1: And there's one lovely thing that you include at the end of the book, which is actually something that we can do um, as as young people who love our Blessed Mother. You know, three sacramentals that can adorn our bodies to draw us closer to Jesus through Mary. What what are those and why did you choose to include those at the end?
2: Well, I I wrote, I'll read you the simple paragraph here, three things you can do for Jesus and his mother. And it it just says, if you wear a scapular and Mary's medal too, and pray the rosary every day. God's grace is promised you. And yes, I wanted to include these sacramentals. It's very important. You know, one of the beautiful things about our Catholic faith is that it is so solid and concrete. You know, it's all about the incarnation. God is not just spiritual. He became a man. Well, our faith itself is incarnational. We have sacramentals. We have crosses that we can wear and, and scapulars and miraculous medals. You know, the, 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 the material world is not bad. You know, like the Manichees thought, you know, we, we don't, we Catholics, we believe that both the physical and the spiritual is good. And so I wanted to give uh, children and, and the adults in their lives, I wanted to remind them that these sacramentals uh, are, are very, very, could bring, bring blessings to you if you wear them. And I try to do that, too. I try to say my rosary every day. I wear a miraculous medal and I wear a scapular. Um, you know, I try. You know, I try. I don't always say the Rosary every day, but you know, it's it's just a great. It's the it's the prayer of the Gospels, and it's the great. It's it's one of the most powerful things you can do.
1: Well, I can't wait to see Our Lady's wardrobe if I get to go to heaven someday in the future <laughs> to poke around in her closet. The book is um, beautifully put together as something that could be a gift, and you even have, um, you know, a, a gift plate on the inside of it that somebody could actually dedicate this to. A, um a child that they're giving it to or to a grown-up frankly i mean i would love to receive this as a gift myself and i was thinking about how young girls would be attracted to a book like this but i'm the mother of sons and i also think that there's a lesson in a book like this not only about how we love our blessed mother but how we treat women with respect and dignity any thoughts about that
2: Absolutely, I, I thought that same thing when I was writing it. I, 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 of course, you know the the book is going to be very attractive to little girls who will love the dresses. But it's what a teaching moment it is for uh, parents and, and their and their sons, uh, because you know here it is. This is Mary, the Queen of Heaven. She's the model of all women. She's to, you know, she is to be you know, g- given so much reverence because she's the mother of God and the queen of, of angels and the queen of women. She's the greatest creature God has ever created. Greater than the sun, the moon, and the stars is his mother, Mary. And so uh, boys should be brought up learning that they have to have a reverence for for girls and not to disrespect them or treat them badly and have a respect for modesty as well. So there's plenty uh, plenty in there for boys. And by the way, I'm I, I'm 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 going to do our, our ladies' wardrobe too because the, there there are uh, many. Um, uh, images of Our Lady that I left out of this book, you know, some great images like, you know, Our Lady Star of the Sea, and uh, you know, Our Lady of Grace, and 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 various other images, Our Lady of Victory. Those images, you know, involve battles and things like that. And I and I and I'm, I have a hunch that the the second Our Lady's wardrobe will will be very popular with boys for that reason.
1: I can't wait. I hope Cabejo makes it into one of these as well. So. One of my favorite apparitions in Rwanda. So um, this is newly available from Sophia Institute Press. And I think it's a a great, great gift to share an experience with this right now. Um, When we're sort of all staying very close to home, I was sharing with Anthony before we started recording that I'm not used to being home so much. And actually, through reading this book, it's almost as though I got to go on a little journey around the world with you and with our lady.
2: Well, that's great. And, you know, I want to say a word, too, here about, you know, you know, you know, Jesus Christ was not he was fully God, but he was also fully man. And that means that when he was a child and when he was a teenager and and a youth, he probably got sick, you know. And when he was sick, who nursed him back to health? You know, it was our lady who who made him soup, you know, our lady. So who did God entrust with God when God was sick? Mary. So when our whole society today is either sick or afraid of getting sick, who should we turn to? Of course, Our Lady.
1: Absolutely. Makes perfect sense. And so Our Lady's Wardrobe, it's available through Sophia Institute Press, and it's just a great... Um, a great kind of classic book for you to bring into your home, regardless of the ages of the people that live in, the, in your home, you're going to want this, this lovely, lovely resource. Anthony, um, I know you have something new coming out for grownups. And so we'll just hint at that. And, and I'll, I'll ask you that. I hope when you when that comes out, which is an entirely different type of work that you'll come back and visit it with us. Is there anything else you've got going on that you want us to know about?
2: You know, I'm i I've, I've always I'm always working on books. I do have a very serious book coming out uh, very soon, and I do hope that I, that I'll be uh, able to come back on your show and talk about it. I've written you know several books for adults, and I've got another uh, Christmas, uh, Christmas children's book coming out this year too with Sophia called The Grumpy Old Ox. So there's a lot of I got a lot of sticks in the fire, which is great. That's and, uh, awesome. Our, our God is very uh, keeps giving me these ideas, so I'm very grateful.
1: Well, that is awesome. Keep daydreaming, keep the the beautiful works coming, and just know that we're praying for you and and for all the good that you you do through your writing.
2: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, friends, that is it for this week's episode of Lisa Hendy and Friends. You can find links to Our Lady's Wardrobe and to all of Anthony Stefano's work through um, my website, lisahendy.com. And we'll have links there for all our previous episodes, as well as my contact information. I hope we can connect on social media, um, pretty much wherever, wherever you can find a place online to click. I'm there these days. So until next time, have an awesome day, friends. God bless.
0: Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small-batch artisan coffee using top-tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic-themed coffees, available at www dot dot com forward slash red media experience coffee like never before